I'm going to talk to you about faith and prosperity or else prosperity and faith um, today. Uh, so I, 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 will, I will start with that um, today and I hope to be able to sustain um, the subject of faith and our prosperity uh, probably until Friday. Uh, let's see how how far the Lord takes us in this. So just a quick recap. We have been talking about faith. By now you should know what faith is. By now you should know how to take steps of faith and not be afraid at all. Um, several times, uh, it is because of lack of our faith that we do not see things happen several times. It is because of lack of our faith that we do not see things happen. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so let me tell you something. You seek God diligently for faith to be established in your heart. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We, we really do thank God for revelation and knowledge, don't we? We bless you, your holy name, O oh Lord. So you seek God diligently. Listen to this. You realize that there are many a people who really don't position themselves to delve deeper and deeper into the things of God. And so all that happens is that they swim in the shallow waters of the word of God. They swim in the shallow waters of the word of God. Like that scripture, I think it's in Ezekiel, where uh, he said that the Lord took him through this water and a, a thousand cubits or so was measured and it came to the ankle, then a thousand cubits, it came to the knee. Then another thousand cubits, it came to the waist. Then another thousand cubits, it was, he was now swimming in it. And even the, the water was overflowing. You see, that is how our walk in the spirit has got to be. And so, if you have a knee level faith, or let me rather um, start from the ankle. If you've got an ankle level faith, then you are going to command ankle level results. Now, if you've got a knee level faith, you are going to command a knee level results. If you've got a waist level faith, then that is, you know, what you are going to command. Now, absolute faith. You see, faith is not faith until or unless it is absolute. And when your faith becomes absolute, grounded in God, that is when you actually see mighty things. I'm telling you that everyone in this world today wants to play safe because they do not trust God enough. It is easy for you to trust God um, and declare or proclaim that you have faith when um, your income and your expenses tally. It's easy. It's easier to say, um, I have faith in God and you know, that I trust God when your expenses and your income tally. Now, when your expenses are more than your income, then you are going to have to have faith for the rest. 
You see, so all this is very important. It is very important for us to um, begin to swim, not in the shallow waters, but in the deeper waters, in the deeper waters of God. If you ask um, fishermen or, or seamen in general, they will tell you that um, it is those who go deeper, who see, who actually see the wondrous you know, works of God. You know, if you have been on a cruise ship, you will realize that if you have been on a cruise ship, you know, those that have been on a cruise, sh you know, on a cruise ship and they've gone deeper and deeper, you know, into the oceans, they see the mighty works of God. And you'll be so amazed. I've never had the opportunity to do that, but I, 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 I will sometime, you know, you know, in life, you know, um, and I know that I will be wowed, you know, because even when you are in the plane and you are flying over an ocean and if you look at the expanse of water, you are just so astounded by the, the works of God. So it is time for us to stop swimming in the shallow waters and begin to get into the deeper waters because you see, much as you continue to, sw uh, I mean, to swim in the shallow waters, you can't bring healing to anybody. You cannot increase your income. You can't increase your self-worth. Therefore, you can't increase your net worth. Are you getting the understanding? Much as you continue to swim in the shallow waters, you got to step out in faith, build substance in you, and step out. So that you can begin to swim in the deeper waters of God. Now, I want to tell you this. There is so much in God. Oh boy. There is absolutely so, so much in God that you need to experience. And so this year, you are not going to remain in the same place. You are going to take a step of faith. And that is why the Lord is teaching us faith the beginning of the year. Because we are going to walk in uncommon favor. We are going to walk under open heavens. And all we're going to see are supernatural manifestations. But we need faith to believe. Elijah told his servant. He said, go and, 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 and see. Because I hear the sound of abundance. He went there. He said, no, there is no rain. And then he came back. You know, sometimes we are faithless. Our lack of faith. Uh, you see... <laughs> Oh boy, you know, let me tell you something. Your lack of faith affects your imagination. The same way faith affects your imagination. Maybe I should really prepare a message on that because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find, just carve a little niche in here for, for what, you know, the Lord is speaking to me about right now. And I'm thinking, oh boy, it's probably going to take a good 10, if not 15 minutes. But let me go ahead and just, you know, open it up a bit to you. Your faith, you see, faith affects your imagination. And so your lack of it thereof also affects your imagination. That is why when we position ourselves to build substance and we position ourselves for, for an impartation, what we get is the God kind of faith. Now, when you get the God kind of faith, you will get the God kind of results. That means you are going to see as God sees. That's the God. That is, 
the, 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 the exploit or the instrumentality of the God kind of faith. That is how the God kind of faith plays itself out. There is somebody watching me right now, listening, and things have gone very bad for you in business. But when you look around you, all that you see are your debts. Now, what do you think that God sees when he looks at you? Until you see the way God sees, you can never change any situation. Hence, I said, faith or lack of it thereof affects your imagination. I'm telling you. God saw the light before he called it forth. And when he called it forth, he saw it. Because if God did not see the light, and I will explain it to you a bit further. If God did not see the light before he called it forth, then that will make him um, a liar. Because when he called it forth, he saw it. Now, when you have, let's say, a million rands in the bank, and as you drive, you scratch your car or you bump your car, how do you feel? You realize that you feel sorry for the, I mean, for the fact that you bumped the car, but you don't feel really, really bad. Because you got the money to sort it out. When circumstances arise and you have the money, you know, to sort out those circumstances, you know, you are not worried. You are at peace. That is how the God kind of faith functions. Whenever there are problems, faith doesn't, faith is not agitated. As you get in the understanding, faith is not. Because you are going through circumstances that you don't have faith for. And so you get agitated and get angry and you're taking your anger to everyone, including your kids. So now your kids, you know, um, um, have to walk on eggshells, you know, around you because you've become so temperamental just because your confidence is not established in the fact that God is able to do it. That's how it is. But this year, it is all changing in the mighty name of Jesus. You are going to manifest the God kind of faith and get the God kind of results. That's why I'm excited. So, you see, faith or lack of it thereof affects your imagination. When God was telling Abraham that, you see, I'm going to make you great. You're going to be so great. Your descendants are going to be like the sand of the seashore. You know, and Abraham couldn't, he couldn't fathom, you know, that's the word. He couldn't fathom how that was going to happen. He couldn't. He couldn't. But you see, faith does not rely on your ability. Faith relies on the abilities of God. I want somebody to put it there. I want somebody to put it there. Faith does not rely on your abilities. Faith relies on the ability of God. And the ability of God is infused in God's word. You say, man of God. What are you talking about? This is very true, my dear. The abilities of God, divine abilities, are infused in the word of God. That is why the word of God has creative power. It is, you know, it is divine ability. You can say creative ability instead of creative power. He said, I send forth my word to heal. And so it means that it is not just the word. There is God's ability in his word, to perform what he sends it forth. He says, so shall it be that the word that I sent to you will not come back to me void. 
but it will accomplish. Now, it is going to accomplish because of divine ability. Because of divine ability. Because God's word possesses within it God's ability to cause it to work. Are you getting the understanding? So these are very, very important. You see, these are extremely important. You see, these are very, very important. Faith does not rely on your ability. Faith relies on divine ability. It relies on God's ability to perform. Now, this is very, very important. Faith relies on God's ability to perform. So God called Abraham out. He said, open your eyes. He said, look up. He said, God wanted to show Abraham something that will affect his imagination. That will affect. He said, do you see how much? This is how much I'm talking about. Do you see the stars? He said, this is how much I am talking about. He said, Abraham, count them. One, two, three, four. Oh, I can't. Why? Why not? There are so many. He said, great. This is how much I am talking about. That is how much God is talking about as far as your life is concerned in this season. Come on. I said, that is how much God is talking about as far as your life is concerned this season. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Much more. Far above what you can ever think or imagine. That is what God is talking about as far as your life is concerned. Hallelujah. So let's just get into, into it. Um, faith and prosperity. Faith and prosperity. Now, so I will be talking to you about the fundamentals of the truth of prosperity. The fundamentals of the truth of prosperity. How faith affects prosperity. Or rather, how prosperity, okay, how faith affects prosperity. Or how faith works in and through us for our prosperity. Right. Now, by now you should know that faith is having trust and confidence in the word of God and um, acting on it. And so it means that the foundation for faith is God's word, which we also call substance. Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, faith is both substance and evidence. But faith is substance before it is evidence because it is the substance that produces the evidence. And so, if you do not have substance, then um, you cannot see the evidence. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about a great man of God just to illustrate this. Because, you see, the Bible says that it is to everyone according to his faith. It is to everyone according to your faith. So the level of your faith, like I said the other day, determines the level of your command. There is a great man of God who we also call the apostle of faith. Um, he died in 1998. He built a church in Nigeria called the Church of God Mission. He became Africa's ambassador to the world. Um, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is reported and believed that the Archbishop Benson Idahosa preached in physically more people than any other individual. Probably only, you know, next to T.L. Osborne, who was a spiritual father. Now, 
He preached to more white than any black man. Benson Idahosa, at the age of 22, um, had accepted the Lord as his personal savior, and he had a pastor called Pastor Okpo, O-K-P-O. And this pastor um, used to organize morning devotion and will, you know, as any wonderful pastor, you know, will do, uh, go and um, um, on his way, get Benson for them to go and pray in the morning. So one day, um, he was preaching. And he opened to the portion of scripture where Jesus gave a command, or rather you would say a mandate to his disciples um, to go and preach the gospel. Now, you know that once Jesus gives an instruction um, for the gospel to be preached, then there is going to be automatic manifestation of all the things that the gospel um, make, makes room for. And um, some of the things that the gospel makes room for are signs and wonders because the gospel is the power. Paul said in the book of Romans, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power. So, so Jesus said, go and preach the gospel. Um, he said, cleanse lepers, heal the sick, um, um, raise the dead, you know, and all that. And so this pastor was preaching to his, his congregation uh, about what Jesus, the mandate that Jesus has given us. He said, you, can, you know, he said he has told us to go and preach the gospel and he has asked us to go and heal the sick and cleanse lepers and raise the dead and all these wonderful things that the, the gospel provides. So Benson and Ahosa, uh, being the kind of individual that later, uh, we, you know, um, he came to be, went to his pastor and said, Pastor, did you say Jesus said? He said, yeah, Jesus said, Jesus said it, that I can raise the dead, of course. Jesus said, you can raise the dead. So he asked the pastor, Pastor, have you raised the dead? Before And the pastor said, no, I have not raised the dead before, but um, it is in God's word. And because Jesus said it, it is true. And if you believe it, you can. You know what he did? He chewed on that word until the written word became an inspired word. And it began to boil in his spirit. See, that's how faith is. That's how faith works. It began to boil so much in his spirit. And he got onto his bicycle to go look for the dead to raise. Not very long, uh, he was able to come across um, uh, a young girl who had died. And he opened to the same portion of scripture that his pastor has you know, read. And to cut a long story short, he was able to, by faith, by divine instrumentality, bring the dead child to life. Not what we see today. You can forget that. We're talking about the real power of God that is able to raise the dead. Now, obviously, those out there who are false prophets are imitating and mimicking that because they know that it is true. They know the power of God can be able to do that. You see. So, so this is very, very important. That man in his lifetime, raised not less than eight people from the dead because of faith. So you see, faith is very powerful. And the reason faith is so powerful is because faith does not, 
depend on your ability to make things happen or to, you know, um, um, get its results, faith depends on divine ability, on the ability of God. You just got to trust his word that he is who he says he is and that he will say what he say. I mean, he will do what he says he will do and build substance within your spirit, man. Once you do that, you are ready to walk in the supernatural. You are ready to walk in the supernatural. I said this year, the supernatural is what you will see. Amen. I'm telling you. So begin to ask yourself right now, how many things have gone wrong as far as your life is concerned that you could have sorted out by faith? How many things have you lost that you could have sorted out by faith? How many people have you lost around you that you could have healed or raised up by faith? So this is very, very important. So the foundation of faith is the word of God. And the word of God is what is called truth. The Bible says, sanctify them by your word, for your word is truth. Sanctify them by your word, for your word is truth. So what is truth? Truth is substance, and that is the word of God. So the word of God is truth. So we are going to talk about the truth, the, the fundamentals of the truth of prosperity. So truth is constant. Truth doesn't change. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8, that you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. You can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. What that means is that once you, you find truth and you act on truth, truth will produce. The Bible says you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. For we can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. So what that means is that truth always produces. It means truth always produces. Truth always produces. Truth always produces and so once you get a hold of truth and you engage truth it will produce once you get a hold of truth and engage truth truth will produce you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth that means that truth is constant truth is consistent are you getting the understanding? Truth is constant. Truth is consistent. Truth is dependable. Truth is reliable. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, what we need to then understand is that every truth of God's word is eternally relevant. Meaning, it's, there is nothing that anybody can do against it. Nobody can less it. I mean, nobody can make it less less you know effective truth is eternally relevant you may want to put that there as well truth is eternally relevant and when we say something is eternal it means that thing is everlasting truth is everlastingly relevant truth is eternally relevant okay let me talk to you about some natural truths before we even get into you know you know the word of god Natural truth like, 
um, the process of reproduction. How do you get a child? First and foremost, you must get pregnant. Then there's got to be a gestation period, which is about eight to nine months before there is delivery. So the truth of reproduction, which is conce conception, gestation, before delivery, has remained ever since. Ever since. So when people sometimes are born premature, they say that they got to, they are premature. That's why they call them premature. It means that they, they defied truth somehow, isn't it? So they put them um, in what is called, in a machine that is called an incubator. Those days where there were no incubators, they used to die. Are you getting the understanding? Yeah. You know, sometimes when children are premature and, 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 and the grace of God is not sufficient enough, you realize that they are frail. And so we all know that a woman carries a child to full term nine months before delivery. That's how it is. That's how it is. No matter how black you are, you got to stay in the womb for nine months. No matter how white you are, you got to stay in the womb for nine months. No matter how brown you are, you got to stay in the, in the womb for nine months. That's the truth of reproduction. Are you getting the understanding? That's how it is. And we know that it always, that is how it, it, that is, how it is. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. When a woman gets pregnant, we don't go after three months or four months to go and welcome the baby. You get the understanding? We all know that it's going to take nine months. Where the child is hatched, you know, in the, in the warmth or the comfort of the womb before the child comes out. So that is how it is with the truth of scripture. Unfortunately, a whole lot of people want to jump the process. Imagine a woman who gets pregnant and says, I want to give birth after five months. You know, you're not going to have a healthy child. You're not going to have a child. You want a child, no matter the pain that you go through, no matter the swellings that uh, 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 affect your feet and all that, you know, um, no matter how much the child kicks and you feel like vomiting, you got to stomach that until the ninth month. Now, there are those that go beyond the ninth month. What happens? When, when, when the child goes beyond the ninth month, you know that is not normal. So sometimes they go for, you know, um, a C-section and all those things. So the truth is, that when you carry a child, by the ninth month, you know, month, the child is ready to come out. It is the same way. You can't jump the process. So you can't go beyond the process and you can't go before the process. You got to keep yourself within the perimeters of the process. Now, there are so many people who want to jump things. They, they want to jump. They want to jump how, you know, and what. They want to jump how and what it takes to get things from God. They don't want to engage faith. They want to en engage pranks and crookery to get things from God. And you cannot get anything from God like that. You want things from God, you go the God way to get things from God. So, the truth of, of the fundamentals of prosperity. Now, what is prosperity? So, we're talking about faith and prosperity, right? By now, you should know that faith relies on God's word or faith is God's word. Now, what is prosperity? What is prosperity? When we say someone is prosperous, what does it mean? What is prosperity? 
When we say someone is prosperous, what does it mean? For so many people, when they see someone driving a car, which is their dream car, they say the person is prosperous. For others, when they see someone living in a very beautiful house, they say the individual is prosperous. For others, when they see someone um, who they believe to have money, they say the person is prosperous. But is that what true prosperity is? So what is prosperity? Now, prosperity <laughs> is not just having your needs met. Get this. Prosperity is not just having your needs met, but prosperity is rather being able to meet the needs of others. And so that means living on the overflow because you cannot give what you don't have. So prosperity is having your needs met to the overflowing that it overflows into the lives of others. Being able to meet the needs of others is what prosperity is. Of course, God told Abraham, he said, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Listen to what God says to Abraham. I will bless you so that you shall be a blessing. I will bless you so that you shall be a blessing. I will bless you so that you shall be a blessing. That is what prosperity is. Not just having your needs met. Having what to eat and to pay your children's school fees and to clothe yourself and to drive is not prosperity. That is survival. That is survival because you need that. But having more than enough and that is the realms that God is bringing you this season. I said that is the realms that God is bringing you this season. That is the realm that God is bringing you this season. Having your needs met to the overflowing so that it overflows into the lives of others is what prosperity is. Having your needs met and meeting the needs of others because God defined prosperity. I will bless you so you shall be a blessing. That is what kingdom prosperity is. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. You see, so those that are truly prospered by God, their lives affect others. They live in overflow. They live in the overflow because if you don't live in the overflow, there is no way you can meet the needs of others. We need to understand this. We need to understand this. And the one who defined prosperity for us, who is God, cannot give you only what is enough for you. Because he knows that that is not kingdom prosperity. He will give you and give you more than enough so that you can be able to meet the needs of others. And that is what you are set up for this season. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see somebody living on the overflow. Right now in the name of Jesus, I see someone living in financial overflow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Praise the name of the living God. Now, when we talk of kingdom prosperity, Abraham is a symbol of God's idea of blessings in scripture. I want to take my time. Please, open up your spirit and listen to this because, because, because 
the precious Holy Spirit is bringing you the word of God for you to be blessed tonight. For you to be blessed this evening. We have an appointment with God and he has shown up and he has shown up to position us to be blessed. I repeat, prosperity is not just having your needs met. That is not called prosperity. It is called survival. Somebody can put it there. Survival, S-U-R-V-I-V-A-L, is having your needs met. And so you work. You go to work eight hours a day. At the end of the month, you get paid. When you get paid, your monies are seriously budgeted. Your monies are seriously budgeted. And that is, I got to pay my rent, or I got to pay my bond, I got to pay my car, I got to pay my children's school fees, I got to buy groceries, and I got to put fuel, and the money is finished. And the money is finished. You can't call that prosperity. That is survival. And the reason why it is survival is because if you fail to meet any of these, they are called obligations. If you fail to meet any of these obligations, you are in trouble. If you don't pay your house for a while, it gets repossessed. I declare nobody's house will be repossessed on this platform in the mighty name of Jesus. If you don't pay your car after a while, your car gets repossessed. You don't pay your children's school fees, they chase them out of the school. That will never happen to anyone here in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. But I got to tell you, because that's what, because that is true. If you don't meet any of these obligations, you will find yourself in, in serious problem. So, you can't say that is prosperity. That is survival. But then, when at the end of, your, at the, end of the month, you have all your needs met. And there is so much, 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 much more to bless others, to pay others' cars, to pay others' bonds, to pay others' school fees, to open doors for others. When your life flows and overflows into other people's lives, that is what prosperity is. Having your needs met is survival. Having your needs met to the meeting of other people's needs is what prosperity is. Get the difference. Get the difference. Having your needs met is survival. Having your needs met to the overflow so you meet the needs of others is what prosperity is. Having more than one or two cars told that you can bless others is what is prosperity. And I declare unto you, this 2021... Others will be giving houses as a gift. There are some of you that will be giving cars as a gift. There are some of you that will be paying the school fees of others. There are some of you that will be taking care of families. That is what is prosperity. So when someone says, I am blessed by God, or I am prospered by God, it means your life affects other lives. And that's what God told Abraham. How will cause your life to affect other lives. Now, now we see that now in the book of um, Genesis, I think chapter 14, we see how Abraham, uh, when Lot was captured, he takes 318, 318 people that were born in his own house and he takes them as, uh, he trains them 
as warriors to go fight kings to deliver his, his, his uh, nephew, Lord. That's prosperity. 318 people. You talk about their parents. You talk about their wives. You talk about their kids. All living in Abraham's land. So we are talking about well in excess of 5,000 people living in one man's land. Boy, that is prosperity. So until you understand what prosperity is, you cannot attain prosperity. That's how it is. Whatever you don't see, you don't get. You only get what you see. Whatever you, you do not understand cannot... Okay, whatever you do not understand, you cannot possess. Whatever you do not understand, you cannot possess. And so until you understand what prosperity is, you will not position yourself to be prosperous. Until you understand what prosperity is, you will not be able to position yourself to be prosperous. So or you say, oh, me, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Okay, how are you blessed? Uh, you know, because I, I bought a car. Because, I, well, we thank God for that. And we celebrate your car with you. We celebrate your house with you. We celebrate that you took your children to the best school. But that is not kingdom prosperity. That is survival. True prosperity affects others. True prosperity affects someone. True prosperity overflows into the lives of others. Think about this. Think about this. Now, when you think about this and you get it, of course, now, the reason I'm talking about faith and prosperity is because you only attain prosperity through God's word or by God's word. So I can say you attain prosperity by faith, right? But when you understand now that true prosperity or kingdom prosperity is having your needs met to meet the needs of others, what is going to happen is that you will now begin to open your, you know, to position yourself and open yourself up to blessings, you will position yourself to take the covenant steps that needs to be taken for blessings. Because you want to say that you are prospered. And you want to say that you are blessed. You don't want to live in the realm of survival. You don't want to live in the realm of survival. You want to rather live in the realm of prosperity. Now, the realm of prosperity is the realm of abundance. It is not the realm of scarcity and want and lack. No, it's the realm of abundance. And if it is a realm of abundance and you understand what prosperity really is, then you will position yourself to be prospered so that your life can be a blessing to others. That is who Abraham was. So Abraham um, is a symbol of God's idea of blessings in scripture. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Galatians 3 13 says, for Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is anyone who hangs on a tree. Yes, 14. That the blessing, there it is. That the blessing of who? John Richard? No, 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 no. Of Ramaphosa? No, 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 no. Of Elon Musk? No, 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 no. Of uh, who? Bill Gates? No, 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 no. He said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ. And so you who is in Christ, you qualify for the blessing of Abraham. He said that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How do we receive the promise of the Spirit? Huh? Through faith. There it is. And the promise of the Spirit is prosperity. And we receive that through faith. Praise the name of the living God. And so it means that 
through faith, you cannot receive the promise of the Spirit, which is, I will bless you, so you shall be a blessing. That is the promise of the Spirit, but we receive it through faith. Now, the blessing that we, we, we come into is the Abrahamic order of blessings. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is anyone who hangs upon the tree, that the blessing of the that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. The blessing. The blessing. Now you must understand that this is not um, um, the article that is used to um, qualify um, the, 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 the verb blessing. It's not um, indefinite. It's a definite article. The. The blessing. The blessing. The blessing so that means that the blessing that we come into is the abrahamic blessing it is a specific blessing a specific let me put it this way it is a specific order of blessing it is a specific order of blessing and that specific order of blessing is the abrahamic blessing what does that what does the abraham Abrahamic blessing mean? I told you Genesis chapter 14, where when Abraham's, uh, um, um, what do you call it, nephew, Lot was captured. He took 318 men in his own house to go, uh, I mean, train them as warriors to go fight kings and release, bring back his nephew Lot. It means that the Abrahamic order of blessing is an overflowing blessing that overflows into the lives of others. That is what true kingdom prosperity is. And the Bible says that we attain that by faith. And that is why I'm talking about faith and prosperity. Or how we, get, we attain a prosperous position through faith. It is very important. We receive it by faith. Now, understand that you receive it by faith does not mean you just sit down and then it comes to you. Uh -uh. You get a hold of something and you believe. And you act on it. That is how receiving it by faith means. And so, receiving it by faith, we have spoken a lot about what faith is. We have spoken so much about faith. So, receiving it by faith is building substance and proclaiming, acting on the substance, and then you receive it. It means that when you do what needs to be done for the Abrahamic blessing to set in your life, it will never, it will never fail. That's what it means. When you do what needs to be done for the Abrahamic order of blessing to begin to manifest in your life, it will not fail. Once you do it, it will not fail. And how do you do that? Faith. Faith. Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 24, give me Genesis 20, chapter 24, Abraham was old and he was well stricken in age and the Lord has blessed him. Genesis chapter 24, Genesis chapter 24, give me verse 1. Now, Abraham was old and well advanced in age. And the Lord had blessed him in what? In some things. Is that what the Bible says? In few things. Is that what the Bible says? No. Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed him in what? In all things. 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 Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed him in what? In all things. What does that mean? The Abrahamic order of blessing affects every aspect of your life. 
That is what is meant by being blessed in all things. The Abrahamic order of blessings affects every aspect of your life. Every, rather, let me put it this way. The Abrahamic order of blessing affects every aspect of your being, spirit, soul, and body. And in the natural, it affects everything that concerns you. It affects your marital destiny. It affects your children. It affects your financial life. It affects your business. It affects your extended family. It, it, it affects everything as far as your life is concerned. It affects the works of your hands. Think about this. The Lord had blessed him in all things. Let me break it down for you. What is good about having all the monies in the world and yet you have got some aspects of your life that are unfulfilled? Think about it. Think about it. Let me give you an example. What good will it do for you to have all the money in the world and be sick so your tummy is full of sores that you can't even eat? So all these things are very important for us to understand. The Lord had blessed him in all, in every, the totality of his, the, everything that concerned him, the hand of God was manifested in. He was blessed in all things. Are you blessed in all things? Are you blessed in all things? Can you say that you are blessed in all things? Ask yourself. But it is true, because it is God's word, that true prosperity affects every aspect of your life. So he said, and the Lord has blessed them in all things. This is 2020. And I see God blessing you in all things. I said, I see God blessing somebody in all things. I see God blessing you in all things. I see the Lord God Almighty blessing you in all things. The Lord had blessed him in all things. The Lord had blessed him <laughs> in all things. And so it means that the Abrahamic order of blessing affects everything that concerns you. It's a blessing that affects all things. It affects all things. But then this is what the Bible says. So all these are, you see, I'm talking to you about the fundamentals of the truth of prosperity. The fundamentals of the truth of prosperity. The fundamentals of the truth of prosperity. Faith and prosperity. The Bible says we receive the promise through faith. So if you are not an individual who takes faith steps, you can never attain the Abrahamic order of blessing. By now you should know what the Abrahamic order of blessings are. If you are not an individual who takes faith steps, you cannot attain the Abrahamic order of blessing. Now, let me, tell you, let me tell you something. That means in order for you to attain the Abrahamic order of blessings, you need substance. What does that mean? People who are carnal don't get blessed by God. You see, Pastor, but I know a whole lot of people who are carnal, uh, who are blessed. No, 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 no. 
You swindling people for their money, you can't call it blessing. You stealing from your workplace or trying to beat the system, you can't call that blessing at all. So let's settle that now. Let's settle that now. Because there are a lot of people who are in the church who are also involved in fraud, including pastors. So you can't call that blessings at all. You can actually not uh, 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 try to incorporate God into that at all. God is not a part of that at all. Are you getting the understanding? God is not a part. God doesn't believe in fraud money. God is not a part of that at all. Get this straight. Get this straight. So if you are looking for a pastor to pray for you so you can go and beat the system, so you can come and say, God bless you, forget it. Because God is not a part of that blessing at all. And we have got tendencies of going to help ourselves out there and coming to profess or proclaim that God blessed us. Forget it. Forget it. I understand there are pastors that people go sell um, um, drugs and they can't pay tithes to them. You can never call that blessings. You, the pastor, you are a, you are, you are a thug. Muruti watoti. You are a thug. You are a thug. You are a thug. You say, Pastor, but if I, if I go and I do whatever and I get the money, once it is not God's way, you can't call it God's blessings. Let's define that. Then we can move forward. Because God does not bless carnal people. Because when you are carnal, you can't build substance. And the blessings of Abraham come by substance. It comes by faith. And so faith means that you got to build substance. So when you are carnal, you will not be able to take the word of God. You can't internalize God's word. You can't store the word of God in your heart. David says something. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart. I've hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. And so if you are carnal, you cannot build substance at all. So we are talking about true prosperity. So you who do not want true prosperity, maybe this is not for you. We're talking about people. We're talking to, I'm talking to people who seriously want to see God manifest himself in their lives and in every aspect of their endeavors. Are you getting the understanding? Get that. That is very, very important. That is very, very important. He said, oh, pastor, but no matter where the money comes from, when it gets into your hands, it is sanctified. Drug money can never be sanctified. So get this. This is very, very important. I was, I was in Marisberg, in Peter Marisberg, ministering some time ago, and the pastor that I had gone to minister for was telling me the story of a pastor who had a church and also had a brothel. The pastor had a church and had a brothel as business working for him. You can't call this blessings. It doesn't matter what car you drive. You can be driving a Ferrari La Ferrari. You can be driving a Rolls Royce Phantom or Ghost. You can be driving a, a, a what is it, a, a Bentley Malsane or whatever. You can call that blessings. But today, that is what the church is after. Increase. That does not have God's hand in it. It's not increase at all. Okay? So get that. So the Abrahamic order of blessing is God's idea, idea of true blessings for us. 
And so think about everything that Abraham was. That blessing, that order of blessing is God's idea of blessing for us. Let's read Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter number. Somebody is prospering in the name of Jesus. Somebody is receiving grace for prosperity in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug, yes? Look to, now, let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. I think I, think I, I like it from verse 1. You see, all the results I've ever gotten in life, I got it through God's word. So, I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about and has worked in my life. Listen to me. That's what scripture says, Isaiah chapter 51. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. There it is. So if you are not following after righteousness, you are not a part. You are not a part of covenant prosperity or God's prosperity. That's it. You who seek the Lord, if you are not seeking, that's why I told you. I told you earlier on, beloved, that canal people can't be blessed by God. Canal people gamble. They gamble. They play the lotto. You say, hey, pastor, if I play the lotto, does that mean? Well, I'm telling you what canal people do. You know whether you are canal or not. So you should not be offended by this at all. Canal people play the lotto because they want to get lucky. They say, oh, maybe as I play this, someday I will get lucky. But spiritual people don't bank on luck. They bank on faith. They don't bank on luck. They bank on faith. You see. So what distinguishes the spiritual and the carnal is that the spiritual man, you know, relies on faith and the carnally minded person relies on luck. No child of God should position himself for luck. And I got lucky. I've never gotten lucky in my life. I have never gotten lucky in my life. If I banked my luck, I mean, my life on lack, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I'm telling you that. You can't bank your, your life on lack. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Spiritual people are a people of faith. They are a people of faith. So the Bible says, it says, listen. You who follow after righteousness. So those who want something from God are those I'm talking to right now. You who seek the Lord. He said, look to the rock from which you were ruined. I mean, you were hewn. And who is the rock? Jesus. Look to the rock. Who is the rock? Jesus. The word of God. Look into it. By faith. Build substance. And prosperity will come to you. And to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Oh, talking about when Jesus was buried, you know, in the belly of the, of the earth. I love, oh boy, Woo! Uh, you know, uh, oh boy, I, 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 I just, I, 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 I just love this. Boy, something is doing me. <laughs> I love this. I, I, I just love this. This is fresh. Given the scripture, verse 2. Look to Abraham, your father. And so, the scriptures are saying that Abraham is our father. That alone is revelation. Because if Abraham is my father, then I can't be poor. 
Have you seen someone who is born into a royal home who is poor before? Never. Never. Nobody gets born into the royal home who is poor. Nobody. Nobody. Because all the wealth of the land belongs to them. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. He said, listen to this. He said, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. That's all I need. For I called him alone. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So the question is, who do we look to? And what is the answer? Abraham. Who do we look to when it comes to prosperity? The answer is Abraham. The question is, who do we look to when it comes to prosperity? The answer is Abraham. Don't say, oh, Pastor John, mm, you know, what do you mean? Are we not supposed to look to Jesus? Are we not supposed to, are we not supposed to, are we not supposed to look to God? Why are you saying, I'm not saying that I just read you the scripture. The Bible says, look to Abraham, your father. And so when it comes to prosperity, you look to Abraham. And if you think Isaiah is Old Testament and you are a New Testament believer, I quoted you Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, curse is anyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing. So Abraham is not only recognized in the Old Testament as the father of prosperity. Abraham is also recognized in the New Testament as the father of increase. And the realm of blessing that God brings us is the Ab Abrahamic realm. Or the Abra Abraham, is a, Abraham is a wonderful person. Did I not quote you a scripture yesterday that said that when Lazarus died, he, he found himself in the bosom of Abraham? An amazing character, an amazing figure in scripture. So who does the Bible say we must look to? Abraham. So if the Bible says we must look to Abraham, then we got to follow Abraham so that we can attain the Abrahamic faith for the Abrahamic blessings. And I will show you so many things. The Abrahamic blessing does not only entail people. It does not only entail money. Corporations. Because Abraham had a corporation. Actually had corporations. There were so many. Whatever Abraham's hands touched was blessed. He had so many streams of income. And in this season, one source of income is not enough for you. Every child of God needs a minimum of four. Every child of God. Because there were four streams in the Garden of Eden. Therefore, every child of God needs a minimum of four streams of income. And in case you have one, I prophesy upon you. God is adding another and another and another. Actually, I see God adding another stream of income to you. Until you have so many streams of income. That is the Abrahamic order of blessings. That is the Abrahamic order of blessings. So I just want to use this as a form of foundation for you. I'm looking at the time. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm using this as a form of foundation. I'm laying the foundation with this for you. So tomorrow we can build upon it. Faith 
and prosperity because this season you will prosper like you have never prospered. Nobody can siphon from your hands, from your coffers, what the Lord has put in your hands. That demon who always comes and steals what the Lord places in your hands, that demon is crushed now in the name of Jesus. I said that demon who is a thief assigned by the devil to take from your hands what God places in your hands, that demon is crushed in the mighty name of Jesus. So many people work so hard, but they cannot even enjoy the fruit of their, of their, of their labor. That is another word. That God does not, that God did not factor into blessings. It's labor. You labor under the curse. They who are in the blessing putting minimum effort for maximum results. Because God's abilities is what brings you. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, you will say, my own strength has brought me this. He said, no, remember the Lord your God. Remember that it is he who gives you the ability to be wealthy. The ability to make wealth. Are you getting the understanding? It comes from God. It doesn't come from you. Faith and prosperity. So understand this. Understand this. Understand this. The Bible says we must look to Abraham, our father. God said, I called him alone and I blessed him. So if God says that we must look to Abraham, then what is it that we are looking to as far as Abraham was concerned? Let's maybe, let me maybe give you just a gist of what to expect tomorrow, right? Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 12. Genesis, first book of the Bible, right? Genesis. Genesis chapter number 12. Faith, it's knowing God's word and acting on it. Having trust or confidence in God's word and acting on it. Verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abram, he was not Abraham then, he was Abram. Abram. Get out of your country and from your family. Oh, Lakute Balia. Charlie, let me tell you something. You know, the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country and from your kindred. The Holy Spirit, once I open these scriptures, you see, that's, that's the problem I have with the Holy Ghost, and I love that problem. Anytime I open scriptures, then. He opens my eyes to see. And I've, I had prayed for that and prayed for that. That he opened my eyes to see. And I'm glad that he opens my eyes to see. But anyway, he whispered something to me. And I just want to tell you. For the Lord had told Abraham, get thee out of your father's house and out of your kindred. And the Lord told me, he says, son, when I am involved, it will involve separation. Yeah, that's powerful, isn't it? When I am involved, it will involve separation. Because get thee out of your father's house and out of your kindred is separation. So God said to me, immediately I opened that, he said, Son, when I am involved, it will involve separation. So someone can put it there. When God is involved, it will involve separation. When God is involved, it will involve separation. Yeah, that is why when you are in poverty 
and God steps into that situation, he separates you from poverty. When you are walking in lack and God sets, you know, in that situation, he separates you from lack. When you are lacking, you're always in lack and God steps into that situation, he separates you from lack. 